You're listening to the Della Darling Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Dara. We're taking Dara's love of telling people's stories, Emily's love of attending events, and our mutual love of the first date, and highlighting the best people to meet, places to go, and things to do that Delaware has to offer. Hello everyone. We're so excited to share with you our experience at the Millennial Summit this week. Which by this point has been a couple days, um, but it was such a whirlwind uh, that it, I I can't believe that it's over now. Yeah, I feel like we were sort of doing so much in preparation to get ready for it since it was our first big event for the podcast. And it was also just such an exciting um, and exhausting day, spending so much time sort of talking with people and engaging them and telling them about, uh, you know, the Della Darling podcast and sort of our goals and what we're hoping to do and connecting with listeners, potential guests, potential uh, vendors, partners that we may be working with on events, things like that. Yeah, so it was really wonderful. Um, We had t-shirts, we had pink pants. Um, You made a a gigantic sign for our table and um, we had a lot of people drop by. Could You were the one who kind of hooked me up with this. Could you tell us a little bit about how we ended up at the Millennial Summit and what it was all about? Sure. So Charlie Vinson is one of the organizers. They have a whole committee, but I think Charlie really is the one who spearheaded, you know, the Millennial Summit last year and then this year's event since it was the second one. And I actually met Charlie back in January because he spearheaded the Delaware Charity Challenge, including that triathlon that we did. I think it is so fascinating, like with Charlie and then with some of the other people that we met at the summit that, um, there are a number of people who are doing cool things uh, locally, and there were a couple sort of more national speakers, but they're, they really, they just had an idea and they went with it. And I find that really inspiring. And I think that that was one of the messages that we picked up in a lot of different talks that um, like, you don't necessarily have to like wait to find a mentor. You can just, you know, find someone that whoever is inspiring you, like reach out to them. There are so many different ways to contact people nowadays that, you know, you can just, you can be mentored by anybody or um, there's another message about, you know, don't let your work necessarily define you, you know, find, find what is, what you're passionate about and, um, and pursue that in any way that you can. Yeah, I think, you know, we've heard from a lot of our guests about sort of um, the idea that if you're interested in something or you feel passionately about something that you can get involved and you can make that happen for yourself in any context. So obviously, Katrina with the uh, Women's Weekend Film Challenge, you know, she really just wanted to be out there in film producing and creating and working with women who are all passionate about the same projects. And and she made that happen. And, you know, Peter with nonprofit work. Um, and same thing, Ryan Catalani thought, you know, I would really like to do an interesting campaign on Instagram for Family Promise. And so he sort of went out there, did some research, and, and he's doing something he feels passionate and interested in. And so I love that idea that you you just you need to find the thing you're interested in and then just do it. Just do it. You don't need permission. Yeah. So this is now I'm also realizing like the third time that we've been at the Chase Center in the past few months for wildly different events each time. Um, and this will be a kind of a different episode, um, but maybe featuring a little bit of what 
people have gotten used to hearing. Um, so it was a really fun day where we got to talk to a bunch of different people. Um, and, and over the next episode, you'll be listening to um, the interviews that we did. There were Facebook Lives throughout the day. Um, and it was just a really fun way to, to get to know people. And some of them were speakers and some of them had tables, but um, we were talking to them separately. So we kind of got like the inside scoop or, or some different stories for some of these people. Yeah, you know, I thought it was really interesting. We had one woman we spoke with, Kali Turner, who was there for the company that she is a partner with that does digital marketing, uh, TAP, I believe it's the TAP network. But on the side, she has this nonprofit that she feels really passionately about. And so I thought it was so great that we got to meet her and she was able to share that story with us and, and all of that. Yeah. And then we also got to talk with um, Terrence Van, who's a local artist. And he's someone that we went to school with um, a number, like elementary school. Um, and then also some of the people from like Delaware Division of Arts. So they're people that are like on our radar or they're, you know, they're the ones that are sending the newsletters with the events. So it was really cool to meet the people um, behind some of the, the activities that we're often attending or, or talking about on the podcast. Yeah. And I think this is a great time to plug those newsletters that you just mentioned. So I know I actually get a lot of newsletters from local museums, local art um, studios, galleries, restaurants, that kind of thing. And so that's one way that I find out about a lot of the events that we attend and a lot of sort of the special dinners or happy hour deals, that kind of thing. So if anybody is interested in just, um, you know, anything, you want to know more about certain things in the area and you don't quite know where to look for that information, let us know. We'd love to direct you either to like the Delaware Division of the Arts newsletters. We recently both just signed up for different newsletters at the Hokesson Bookshelf. Um, And so I I like to think that we're a good resource for that because we're pretty tapped into a lot of the different coalition or alliance initiatives for different things in the state. Yeah. So um, should we just get into the interviews now? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So for those who were not watching our Facebook page on Tuesday, we did all of these sort of Della chat snap interviews that Dara was mentioning. And so we kept them really short. They're only a few minutes each, but we are so excited to roll all of that audio together so that you guys have this chance to listen as a podcast episode rather than watching a series of Facebook lives after the event. Yes, and I think that they just released when the summit will be next year. Um, yeah, so make sure you guys all save the date. Um, you can follow the Millennial Summit at, at Mill Summit on Twitter and Instagram, and it's millsummit.org, I believe. Millsummit.com, sorry, on online. And they have all kinds of information there. And um, it's a great, I think it was a great event and a great way to meet people in Delaware and start getting some, some inspiration and ideas of how to connect with your community. I'm here with Holly Turner, who founded an organization called Heroic Gardens. Holly, can you tell me a little bit about the mission? Sure. Um, our mission is to actually provide... Uh, gardening services for U.S. vets and their families that otherwise couldn't afford to do something in beautification of the property. That's so amazing. And I would love to know sort of like how you found this calling. Well, I am a third generation amateur gardener and I'm from a military family. And um, one of the things I realized when I wanted to give back was that there are a lot of folks that are coming back from serving our country overseas and 
they're having trouble even securing housing, let alone you know being able to beautify their property. Um, they're let out of the hospitals. Maybe physically they're healing, but internally um, they're still struggling with PTSD. So the way I thought you know I could start helping to give back is to um, really determine how how to best provide them with tools and things that they would normally buy. So for example. You know, if, if I'm uh, securing a home as a vet and I have a family, I'm going to be more focused on paying my electric bill or making sure my kids have school supplies. Um, I'm not going to worry about the outside or the upkeep of my home. Um, for us to be able to do that for them is not only um, a sustainability component, it's beautification of their property, um, it's tranquility, it's family togetherness, and it really provides like a therapeutic I love that and I can I'm not even sure I can keep a poinsettia alive for the whole Christmas season so I find it so impressive that you're doing this work that you can keep plants alive and that you're inspiring people you know to go beyond their basic needs and sort of start having those emotional needs met um, especially when they're working through things like PTSD yeah and you know one of the things we wanted to do was originally we thought oh, we're gonna go into individual veterans homes and we still want to do that um, but we, we feel that there might be a better opportunity working with uh, corporations that are building housing developments so we can go in and talk to each individual family, interview them for like favorite color, how much they want to participate, what the family as a whole wants because you know it, it can't be the same, there's no cookie cutter here. Um, I've met veterans that just want a tomato plant and a basil plant in their apartment because they a like a little caprese salad. Exactly. Um, and when you talk about folks that are in Section 8 housing too, they might not necessarily have the outside space. So what we want to do is look at recycled materials and things that we can do to actually provide them with an inside garden. Again, all going towards you know helping them with uh, their mental health and their overall sustainability. That's so great. So, Polly, thank you so much for chatting with us. And we're so excited to connect our listeners and people of Delaware with you and your organization, Heroic Gardens. Hi, I'm here with Katie Myler from More Than Me, and she is one of our speakers today. So, Katie, can you tell us what you're going to talk about? Yeah, um, I'm going to be sharing my personal story, but really the the point of the the message is really how ordinary people are the only people that really do extraordinary things. I think sometimes we think that it's a superhero or a celebrity or someone who has all these like tons of credentials that really makes the world uh, different or can do something big, but really it's the only thing the world has is you and you and me. It's just us. So. And was there um, a mentor or a personal experience that helped you learn that lesson yourself? I think like you can find a mentor in everybody. You see, you know, I've seen it modeled throughout my life. Everything from you know my school nurse or my neighbor who told me I was beautiful when I was this like ugly little you know everyone thought I was a boy when I was a kid. Um, you just see the people that make a difference in your life, small and big, and uh, I think that those people are for me. And I think a huge part of today is how millennials and young people can get inspired, get active. What is your advice on just motivating yourself to find the right passion project for you? just starting right where you are. I don't know if there's like this big soul search and like, you know, people think they have, you know, I think you just start with what's right in front of you, like loving the person next to you, going a little bit out of your comfort zone, um, something you care about and you kind of follow that and you keep doing it. 
maybe if there's an opportunity to, to go somewhere, do something, be a part of a, a project, volunteer, go to an old home. Uh, it's not, it doesn't have to be this big, big thing. And then from that, you kind of feel like, follow the blinking light inside of you. Like, what is it that feels good in your intuition? Um, and relentlessly go, go after that. And so you're from New Jersey originally, but now you're living in West Africa, is that right? Yeah, I live, uh, part of my life is in Liberia, West Africa, where we have a bunch of schools. More Than Me is the name of the organization. Um, and we partner with the government, and uh, and we have a school for girls who help young girls get out of vulnerable situations and into school. And now we're partnering with the government to help rebuild the entire education system. So I live in Liberia, and then I come back to my bases in Jersey City, New Jersey, right outside of Manhattan. But I'm on the road a lot. Like I'm here in Delaware. I'm headed to San Francisco in September, um, sharing, you know, sharing about our work, trying to inspire other people to make a difference, and also raising raising funds and awareness about our work. Okay. So if people wanted to follow you or find you on social media, online, how can they get in touch? Yeah, I, you know, Instagram is where I do most of our, you know, storytelling and, and share what, you know, the journey of, you know, my life and what it looks like to, to try to, you know, do your best to try to make a difference um, and and really try to show the humanity of that. Like, it's not, I'm not this, like, perfect person. I'm a regular human being trying to do the best that I can in our world. Um, and that's at Katie Myler, M-E-Y-L-E-R. Katie is K-A-T-I-E, so Katie Myler. Um, and then More Than Me has, uh, we have our own page there too, and it's More Than, T-H-A-N, Me. Uh, so More Than Me work. All right, yeah. great. Thanks so much for talking with us. And check out our panel later today. Woo! I'm here with Devin Still, former NFL player for the Houston. Oh my gosh, so playing for two teams. So we're here, uh, Devin was a keynote speaker here at the Millennial Summit this morning and he's here to talk a little bit about his work with his organization, the Be Strong Foundation. Still Strong. Be Still Strong Foundation. So um, we started the foundation after my daughter was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And what we do is we help families pay their household bills so that they can spend more time in the hospital championing their child through this disease instead of worrying about their household bills. So I love that. You know, Devin is from Delaware. You're from Wilmington. We love somebody from their hometown going out, a Delawarean in the wild, making an impact across the country. And that's just so great. And, and Devin, one of the things you talked about in your keynote was Wilmington has the tagline, a place to be somebody. Right. Um, and something that you said that resonated with me was that, um, you know, there is no everyday person. Everybody can be something, right? Everybody can be phenomenal. Everybody can be phenomenal. And I, and I just love that. And so tell us a little bit about how you sort of like, that has become your message. Right, yeah, just growing up in, in Wilmington, Delaware, we come from a small town, a small state, but we feel like we don't have a lot of resources. But I learned along my journey that it's not all about having the resources, but it's about being resourceful and doing everything you can with the resources you have. Sometimes life or your environment that you're growing up with can make you feel like it's going to be hard to achieve your goals. But you have to realize that you're not an average person coming from an average city. But we're all built to do phenomenal things and we have to be able to tap into them. That's so great. And you know, Delaware, I, I think you know this, Delaware has such a community of support for each other. And, and Delawareans, they love talking about Delaware. They love supporting people from Delaware and connecting with the state. And we're so glad you were able to be at the summit and chat with us a little bit today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on this podcast. Thanks, Devin. Oh, look. There we go. Right we're seeing there. Delaware Connection? Yeah. All right. So I'm here with um, Terrence Van, And uh, we actually, we just were talking about how we went to school together. Yes. Um, but I was hoping that you could tell us a little bit about how um, 
Delaware has inspired you as an artist and what you are doing today writing like this? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, well, Delaware has inspired me uh, because, you know, since everyone is so connected, you can really do some amazing things with your friends and, and it ends up being... Like, for instance, I'll say this. I, I did a show last Friday uh, with, like, 26 artists, and they're all my friends. And it was at the Delaware Contemporary. Uh, Delaware, uh, DCAD. DCAD. It was at DCAD. So we had 26 artists, they're all my friends, so I got to do it in, like, two weeks. It only took two weeks to put the show together because I could just call everyone up. And we're all in Delaware and made it happen like that. And then, plus, it's a lot of just awesome people here that can inspire you. Every corner, there's someone interesting, uh, which actually kind of ties into what we're doing um, here. So we're getting everyone's kind of like not opinion, but what they would like to see changed in their community, uh, in their career, and we're getting actually some really great responses. And then we're going to make this into a big mural at the end. And uh, yeah, we have like some little instructions here. A mural beyond this. No, no, yeah, yeah, this will be it. I'm gonna like, gonna paint some in, and uh, yeah, this one, a lot of cool stuff in here. So we'll see how it turns out. I don't know yet. And you have a you have a number of murals in Wilmington. Yes. Yes. So um, for people who maybe aren't as familiar with your work, um, where can they find you, either in real life or online? Um. So in real life, if you're in Wilmington long enough, you will see me. I'm somewhere. I'm either walking around. Uh, on Market Street somewhere, uh, so you, you can see me there online. Terrenceism is like my thing. Uh, so on Instagram is Terrenceism, um, and on Facebook Terrenceism or Terrence Man. If you want to add me, I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm still on there personally, so I think that's cool. But yeah, if you're in Delaware, you'll see me. I'm, I'm trying to say hi to everybody. You know, so. Uh, Anybody that enjoys art, I would love to meet them. And uh, I'm thankful for you guys doing what you do. You know what I mean? It's just cool that we went to elementary school. Uh, how cool is that? Um, and then, why would you encourage people to check out, um, get to know a local artist? Oh man, you have to get to know local artists because local artists play a very important role in the community. Because as an artist, you get to be in so many different industries and roles that it makes the local artist a very interesting person to talk to because they have a lot of perspective. Uh, so when it comes to art, it's really something I think that is like a universal language. So every city you're in, the artists kind of represent that community or that culture there. So. It's important to get to know, you know, the people that are creating in your city because they have lots of ideas that can change their perspective. And here in Wilmington, it's good to meet local artists because we need more. Uh, we need more of our artists getting out there. You know, like Philly's only 30 minutes away, and they have tons of artists. So why, you know, why can't we have a huge art scene here? Even though we are a little, you know, smaller, we have tons of talented people. And how would you encourage people to do that? Is there an event that you think they should check out or just something they should add onto their weekends, things well, like that? Um, the Art Loop is a big 
So every first Friday, we have our art loop here, and you can meet tons of artists. You know, there's tons of different shows going on, and, and um, a lot of the artists have their own shows independently. So you can go right there and meet and talk to them and, and get to know them right there. And uh, I think that's what's cool about Delaware, too, is that, like, since it is small, there's way less barriers. So if there's an artist you like, you can find them and go right up and talk to them and um, maybe learn something new or see different art that you might not have ever seen. Um, so the art loop, yeah, every first Friday. Definitely check that out. All right, great. And thank you so much for doing this. Um, and now I think we're ready for a lunch break, right? Yes, yes, definitely ready for a lunch break. But this has been big time fun. I appreciate you guys coming over and uh, yeah, let's definitely get some food. Okay, thanks so much. Absolutely. I'm here with Saran Cade, who's the Secretary of Labor for um, the state of Delaware. So, Saran, can you tell me what brought you to the conference today? Absolutely. So, uh, as the Secretary of Labor, uh, Department of Labor for the state of Delaware, it's our responsibility to make sure that uh, we have the strongest possible workforce that we can possibly muster. And a major focal point of that is our young talent. So uh, this Millennial Summit, me being a millennial myself, um, draw, is drawing me, draw me to this event. This is our, my second year uh, participating, and uh, this year is a lot bigger than it was last year. Hopefully next year it'll be much bigger even then. Uh, we can find a way to continue to attract young professionals to the state of Delaware. Yeah, I mean, we feel passionately about living in Delaware, mm -hmm. being here as a millennial, and getting mm -hmm. involved in your community, so I'm so glad we were able to meet you. I, I sat in on the panel you were part of yesterday on social media, right. and we talked a little bit about the do's and don'ts and how that works into like labor laws mm -hmm. and how that can impact you, and I thought you just had such, um, such great things to say about, you know, thinking about how you're posting and how you want to represent yourself. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about your social media yeah. opinions, I guess? So, so, so for, for starters, you know, the millennial generation, we are the first generation who has um, had to deal with social media as a part of our professional development uh, and our professional growth. So as one of the older uh, uh, groups of millennials, uh, social media, Facebook came out when I was in college, mm -hmm. uh, as did Twitter, and you know at that time nobody could have told or had any idea of how large those platforms would have become. So you know you had people in college, people in high school, posting funny things, thinking that only their friends were going to see them, and ten years later, when you're in your professional space or you're trying to get that great job, you have to deal with the fact that companies are looking at your social media page, looking to see what you're posting, looking to see what type of person you are, so that they can make a determination as to whether or not you fit the organization's structure, the organization's uh, uh, culture. And so, not only do you have to deal with that when it comes to getting in, getting a job, but even when you're already employed, um, your social media can be, uh, your social media page can be a reason why you're laid off. It can be a reason why you don't get promoted. Um, and, and it can really hold you back. And at the same time, um, social media is also something with in the right hands, if done correctly, uh, can be a huge difference maker in your own personal progression uh, professional development. 
Right. I think that's so true. I know for us, you know, obviously we have a podcast and it's, it's a very social mm-hmm. platform, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so we love highlighting people who are doing interesting things. So outside of the Department of Labor, mm-hmm. like what are you into? What are you involved in in Delaware? Wow. So if you go to my Facebook page, it won't look like the Facebook page of a ca- typical cabinet secretary. Uh, okay. A lot of sports posts, a lot of posts about my kids. Okay. Um, you know, I, again, I, I started in social... You know, when people, when you get into social media, the first thing that people think about is what's the purpose? Why are you doing it? And so, you know, if you're, you know, much older, you're already in your professional career, you may make up in your mind that your social media platform is solely for your business. Um, we came, I came up in a time period where we joined social media for the purpose of, you know, becoming closer with our friends who were, you know, distant uh, or family members that you hadn't touched or people that you hadn't seen in a very long time. And so that was kind of the purpose behind why we joined social media at that time. So it has, my page hasn't you know, diverged from that purpose, even though you know, uh, I hold this position. So uh, all, most of the business things that we send out are work-related things. We try to focus that on our Department of Labor's Facebook page okay, right. um, so that you know, all of that information comes out there. Sometimes I'll post things to push people to that page, but I keep my page mine and you know, hopefully people can get a idea of you know uh, who I am as a person right right so like the department labor it's a part of your brand but it's not the whole thing well if you want to consider yourself a brand as a lot of people should right uh, absolutely that's yeah. a great way to yeah put it. I love that I think that's so great I'm just I'm so appreciative you took the time to chat with us Anytime. today and I guess people can follow you on Facebook people can follow me on Facebook they can follow me on Instagram okay what's your handle my Instagram handle is sir on the dark night so it's spelled s-i-r underscore r-o-n underscore the Dark Knight, uh, okay. and my Facebook page is simply Saran Cade, uh, and of course you can go to the Department of Labor's Facebook page uh, and check out all of the services that are available for people who are unemployed, underemployed, and folks who are really just trying to find a new career pathway and career track. Okay, sounds great. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Terrific. Thank you for having me. I'm here with Jess Ruggieri, who is from the Fund Department, and she's working as one of the MCs for the Mill Summit event today. So Jess, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the Millennial Summit? Absolutely. So what our company does is create innovative solutions for happier, healthier, more connected workplaces. And so since this is a Millennial Summit, there's a vibe for more fun mm-hmm. and just engagement. And so I basically offered up our company to be on the planning committee just to take like a normal average conference and put components of fun just to keep the energy level high because you know after hearing people speak and and there's a lot of great engaging speakers but you just sometimes you need something right you need a hype you need a hype man you you guys you guys are the hype man of the event i love that yes i love that so yeah so tell us a little bit about your role at the fun department sure so when i joined the fun department about three years ago um, they were looking to expand and do more training. So we've okay. been doing a lot of facilitating. So companies would hire us to come in to actually do the events. But we thought, gosh, like we have a model. Why can't we just go and teach people how to do it? And so, um, you know, when you try to expand a company, you have to grow. And so they brought me in, um, not with really like a role in mind, more of like hired for culture. You know, it's like, well, she fits our culture. And then it's like, well, let's give you a job. So basically, I created my own job title. I'm the ambassador of inclusion because basically what I love to do is make sure people feel a part of something. And so in some capacity, you know, make people feel comfortable but welcomed. 
and I feel like a lot of old office um, team building events are in in their nature not like not inclusive you know trust falls or things that just people can't do and so I just love what the fun department is all about because what we do is all inclusive and not threatening okay that is great yeah and Jess tell me what has been your favorite panel of the day um, I have to be honest that I've been running around um, trying to keep things on track and, and moving oh, around. I haven't totally necessarily understand. sat for a panel, but I was just in. So right after lunch, we did a little dancing, got the energy back up. And then the ladies that were speaking after lunch, so the Congresswoman and then Katie Myler, just, I mean, tears in my eyes and smiles on my faces as far as like what they're doing and how they're impacting the world. And it really... It's not about what they do, but like what they both said. It's finding your passion and then just and going full forth. Right. Force. Well, it's it's being impactful and how yes. far reaching can that be? Yes. Yeah. And we love that. So. I mean, we're so focused on how you can make a difference in your community and be local and, and impactful, really. Absolutely. So I just so appreciate that. And I'm so grateful you took the time to chat yeah, with us today. Thanks for catching me as I'm running down the hallway. Yes. And I thank you ladies for what you're of doing. Course, and just of getting course. the word out there. So. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. but they know they care about the arts and they want to make sure that everyone else uh, in the state knows that they care about the arts. So whether that's their neighbors or their um, elected officials, uh, we're the voice of the arts in Delaware. So what do you find inspiring about local arts, about like, the Delaware arts in particular? Um, for me, the Delaware arts scene is so diverse. I mean, you can see here at the Millennial Summit, we have Terrence Van who is um, from Wellington and has been you know, part of his community for a very, very long time. He has just grown so much in the past year um, from his fellowship with us at the Division of the Arts um, to having opened his exhibit at the Delaware College of Art and Design. I mean, you can see that whole transition in less than a year. I mean, that's really what is great about Delaware's arts scene. Is there an exhibit or an artist that you're thinking of right now? Well, I would say, I'll, I won't focus on an exhibit or an artist, but I want to kind of take the opportunity to bust the myth that there's not a lot to do in Delaware when it comes to arts and culture. I feel like people, you know, I'm, I'm not from here, and I was a little worried moving here from a larger city thinking there's not going to be enough to do, and that's completely wrong. There, there's such a rich arts and cultural scene and it's very accessible for anybody who wants to discover and explore it. So for me that's one of the most refreshing things that I found when I moved to Delaware was not just the that there is an existing art scene but that it's very welcoming and accessible to anyone who moves here and wants to get involved. So as people who kind of have the inside scoop onto the arts in Delaware, what is your favorite thing to do on the weekends or after work? So I have to say, since we're good friends, uh, we like to attend the monthly Art Loop events. 
And so that's a city initiative. Um, every single first Friday of the month from 5 to 7, there are numerous galleries, um, museums, and other venues that host artists every single month. Um, we have a, an exhibit, the Mezzanine Gallery at the Carvel State Building. Um, we house 11 exhibits every single year and it features Delaware artists. But there are many, many other places as well in the city of Wilmington and kind of greater Wilmington. Yeah, I think what's what's really great about um, about going out uh, after work to arts events or um, arts venues is a lot of the arts venues are trying to appeal to people, get them before they go home after work. Where you know lots of the museum, the Delaware Art Museum, the Delaware Contemporary, they've all started hosting um, happy hours, different nights of the week, um, so you can go, you can grab a drink. Oftentimes you know free admission will be included so you can go grab a drink be social and check out some some art while you're hanging out with your friends so um, since we're here at the Millennial Summit uh, are there any tips or resources that you want um, people or like the people here young people to know about yes Sure. I don't know which one I just start with. <laughs> I won't plug my own. So I'll do um, inwilmington.com. It is a Sydney partnership that highlights arts, cultural events, restaurants, and other wonderful things throughout the community. Um, it's mostly based in the city of Wilmington, but it, they have a calendar, they have a website, um, and then they're at a ton of events that happen you know, throughout the year. And I will plug DelawareScene.com, which is the which is DDOA's website. Um, they have an amazing uh, tool on there, and you can plug in, you know, what what show me what's going on the next day or to show me what's happening within the next few hours in a written in a 0.5 mile radius of where I am. So if you find yourself, you know wanting to do something at the spur of the moment you can use Delaware scene to see what's going on if you have you know you have friends and family coming to the area and you want to take them out to a fun arts and cultural event you can plan it out a couple weeks in a ahead so it's a really great tool whether you're planning ahead or spur of the moment um, so I use it all the time and then um, I will also say if anybody wants to get involved in arts advocacy and arts activism, uh, come and talk to me at the Delaware Arts Alliance. Um, if you're interested in engaging legislators about why arts-friendly uh, policies are important and why funding for the arts is important, go to DelawareArtsAlliance.org and uh, tell us you're interested in adding your voice to the voice of the arts. Great. Well, thank you both so much. Thank you. And, um, we will checking out the website and watching for all the events that you've been pitching. Great, thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. So that was a little bit of an exhausting day, and I know that we treated ourselves to some rosés at Oyster house in trolley square afterward um and they were pink and they matched our pink pants which was a pretty perfect ending to the day yeah it was definitely an exhausting day but it was so great getting to connect with so many people and getting to sort of share our interests and the things we feel passionately about and getting to hear what listeners and you know potential partners and and interesting people in the state are passionate about so what else is on the agenda to unwind post-Millennial Summit for you? 
So I did make it to Orange Theory to work out a couple times this week, which was really helpful in sort of de-stressing both from my day job and from having to, you know, network and spend so much time interacting with people, which I do love, but it can also be so exhausting when you do it for a nine or 10 hour chunk like we did on Tuesday. Um, And then this weekend, I'm actually headed over to the Jersey Shore. We have a friend who has a house. And so I'm going to spend a couple of days just sort of relaxing and getting some fun in the sun. I feel like you were just at the beach. Yeah. Last weekend, um, I took the day off of work on Friday and went down to Cape Henlopen. And then this weekend, I'm taking Friday off to go to Avalon. Is this going to become a weekly occurrence? You know, it's that point in the year where I realize I still have a lot of vacation days left and my tan is not looking too good. And so it it might become a a weekly thing. I'm pretty tan at this point, but to tell you the truth, I'm it's, it's nothing. It's just me. It's my version of being tan. Um, Uh, but I hope, I hope that you get to go to the beach a lot. Um, because summer is not over yet and you should make the most of it. No, summer's not over yet. I think we've got, you know, three or four weeks until Labor Day. And honestly, this is the cool thing about being an adult that does not have children is that summer can go a lot longer than Labor Day because we don't go back to school. I did. There was someone that I talked to recently who has kids and he said that he was going to make summer last until September. So I don't know exactly how that works in his family, but maybe it's not exclusive to you. But I do. I I agree with you. I I love that about it. That's what's great about being an adult. You can decide when summer ends. Yeah, I think um, this sounds so silly, but I think summer can be a state of mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And of course, we've been keeping busy. I think that maybe our calendars for August are a little bit lighter as we were just talking um, before recording uh, because I think we were so keyed up for the millennial summit that maybe we didn't um, pack as much on there for later in the month, but there's still a couple things that we're hoping to hit on our bucket list. Um, And we were still doing a bunch of stuff between the last recording and this one, um, checking out the Hocassin bookshelf and hearing Andrew Schaefer speak, um, the author of Hope Never Dies, um, check, going over yeah. to Del Shakes. There's a lot. Yeah, we also went to the Best of Delaware party, which was really exciting because it was the first time for one of our friends that her business won an award. And for me, it was the first time I attended. So I think it was just a really great way to sort of see – you know, honestly, what what is the best of Delaware? What what kind of great restaurants and and vendors and stores and you know just people we have here in here in the first state? Yeah, so I know some of the things that I'm thinking of maybe checking out in August. Um, we talked about this a, like a couple months ago, um, but maybe doing one of the yoga classes on a Saturday morning at the Delaware Art Museum, um, and then there's still like a bunch of summertime concerts happening on like Wednesday and Thursday nights, um, after work. Uh, so I think there are still, still some ways to enjoy the sunshine in August. Definitely. And for those who don't know, double check all the events before you go or when you're thinking about making plans, because a number of the live in the parks, concerts on Monday and Wednesday nights um, that are sponsored by the city of Wilmington. They actually have things like free water ice or ice cream or, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it's really awesome. And definitely if you um, are are single like us, that's great because we always love to get a bargain, you know. Um, but also if you have a family, that's a really fun way to get your family out and about and doing something outdoors and in the community and enjoying the local artists. 
Yeah, so we will be back with a regular episode um, talking about some of the stuff we did um, pre-Millennial Summit and post-Millennial Summit. Um, and we're really excited to hear from or talk with, talk to some of our new listeners. Um, Emily told me earlier that she thinks she saw a little spike in listenership. So maybe you met us at the summit and you want to keep listening in, or maybe you have an idea of something we should talk about or a person we should interview. And we're really excited to just do the best job that we can here. Yeah. So we look forward to talking to you guys next time. Bye.